What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you guys with 1982's body horror alien invasion movie from the legendary John Carpenter, The Thing. Yeah. And wow, uh, quite the movie. Yes. Seen it tons of times, but yeah. Uh, Never really watched it from a critical eye from nope. that sort of standpoint. So I think this is going to be a good discussion. Yep. Um, I actually, because usually I like a look on Amazon if I don't have like the Blu-ray to see like if it's on there for cheap. Yeah. And uh, they're actually releasing the thing in 4K. Oh. And it's up for pre-order on September 7th. So I pre-ordered it. Of course you um, did. <laughs> it's only 25 bucks, man. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. So, uh yeah, check on uh, Amazon if you're uh, interested in buying it. That's a very good price. I have it on DVD, but yeah, I mean, 4K would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Be cool if they did it as a steelbook. Yeah, I see there is a steelbook available, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know how much, though. It's uh, $90. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a hard pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Um, before we talk about this, what have you been up to this week? I've uh, been up to quite a bit this week, as always. <laughs> <laughs> um, went to the movies a few times, actually. A few times? Yes. Um, so. Getting it all in before that third lockdown. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah. So I actually watched quite a few movies. Um for the non-horror, we went and watched uh, Free Guy in the movie theater. Yeah. Fucking loved it. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Ryan Reynolds was awesome. Um, it's kind of like a mixture of a lot of movies, like Ready Player One, mm-hmm. uh, Truman Show, um, a few other movies as well. I really liked it, and Patina uh, really enjoyed it too. Thanks. Yeah. Um, watched Untold Malice at the Palace. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff I didn't really know about. Like I've only ever seen like the video of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Uh, don't really consider it a movie, but it's on Letterboxd. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a documentary, so fuck yeah. it. I put it's it only, on mine. So. Yeah, it's only like an hour, but yeah. Um, we were going to watch the Aladdin remake, the live version. Don't do it. Well, because we started it, and then Bettina was... She's going to kill me, but she's like, oh, I've never seen like the original. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. So I guess like she never really watched too many like Disney movies when she was a kid. So um, <sighs> I know. So we watched uh, the cartoon a lot. And, and I mean, OK, I don't much to say about it, but it holds up. Ho- hold on. Hold on. What did she watch as a kid? <laughs> I don't know. She I don't know. That's a good like, question. Like, she's our age, like, close enough. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not um, like, wow, wow. Yeah. So, got a few things to watch. I Apparently. Holy shit. But, uh, but yeah, I still do want to watch the remake just to say that I've seen it. I know yeah. it doesn't get that great reviews, but. Uh, There's one scene in it that's, like, really fucking good. And then yeah. the rest of it's just, like, <clears throat> meh. Oh, uh, okay. Okay um a couple movies that i've never seen that have been on my list for a long time 
Uh, I watched Green Book. Nice. Yeah, one best picture, I think, like two or three years ago. Yeah, I still haven't um, seen it. It was good. It was good. Uh, I watched Heat for the first time. Great movie. Great movie, uh, even though it's fucking like three hours long. Yep. <laughs> um, it was good. <laughs> and I watched Field of Dreams for the first time. Nice. Yeah. Um, because of the baseball game? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then for, I guess this is, nasty. I don't know if it's horror or not, but I watched The Green Knight. Um, I won't say too much about it. I kind of gave a quick review on our uh, Patreon. So if you're interested in hearing my full thoughts on it, yeah, head over there and check it out. I didn't like it. I know I'm in the minority on that, but <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie called A Field in England. Yeah, which is on Shutter, and it was—I uh, don't know—it was weird as fuck. Um, it gave me a headache. Just like visually. Yeah, like there's a lot of like f- quick movements and like flashing lights. Like they even give a warning like before it starts. Hmm. And uh, yeah, like if, I don't know. If you have epilepsy, don't watch this. It's that even if you don't have epilepsy, like it can trigger shit. <laughs> really? Yeah kudos to you for watching it then. yeah and then finally i watched a movie on shutter um i think kevin um on instagram there he uh really liked this movie it's called sun mm. um really fucking good yeah I highly recommend it i was gonna watch it the other night and then i was just like this seems like a movie that i need to like pay full attention to yeah yeah so uh yeah, that's all I've been watching. Sweet. Quite a bit. I know. How about you? Okay. I thought I was doing good, but apparently not. <laughs> um, I watched Spiral, but not the Book of Saw Spiral. It's Ooh, that one that's, I think it's on Crave, I think? Yes, it is. Yes, and? Uh, it was pretty good, actually. It wasn't like great but it's been on my list for a while and uh like i gave it three and a half stars on letterbox so i I mean it's not awful yeah um pretty cool story but yeah nice uh i watched sea fever which i believe is also on crave it is because i think casey added it to my list because he has my like sign in for crave okay and uh yeah, it's on like my list, so I have no idea what it is, but mm-hmm. it was all right. Um, I just got Crave back because I canceled it for a while because it's like to get the HBO and the movies and shit like it costs like $20 a month. And I was just like, I don't use this enough to justify it. Yeah, I just I just did the one payment of like 180 bucks or whatever it is for the year. Holy fuck, money bags. Well, how does <laughs> HBO on it? And, yeah, I know it. That's a lot of good shit. We use it probably the most, to be honest. Really? Okay. So we watch all the MTV shows, like the yeah, you know, fucking F Boy Island. We haven't started yet, but like Love Island and that shit. Yeah, Sarah's watching that F Boy Island last night. Just wow, crazy. <laughs> um, I watched Half Baked the other night, just because I can't remember where I watched it. It might be on Prime, actually. Yeah, probably and. I don't know. I just hadn't watched it in a while. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to toss this on. Yeah. Just one of those stupid, mindless, fun movies. It is. It really is. Uh, I watched the new mutants. 
Oh yeah. How was that? Not good. Really? Not good. It was just it was boring. It was stupid. I mean, like uh, with the cast in it, I was so pumped, but yeah, yeah it's not good. Because it was a pretty like hyped up movie. Oh yeah, it was and supposed to be got, like the first yeah. horror movie that Marvel's done since Blade and like all this shit. But yeah. Yeah, it's I didn't like it at all. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I watched one called Back Country, which is on Shutter. Um, I think I've seen it before. Like, well, it came in 2014. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't know. It was on Shutter, so I tossed it on while I was I was doing something downstairs. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it was all right. Oh, okay, yeah, I almost uh, I almost watched that too mm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I went through and rewatched the, the Scream franchise again. Oh my god! Um, I just did this last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to. The boys over at another horror pod, Michael and Josh, they just did their favorite final girl, or yeah, no, favorite killers from the Scream franchise. Yeah. And then their next episode is going to be ranking the scream franchise movies right so i was like fuck i'm gonna play along and i'm gonna do this on letterboxd and yes. i i plowed through all four movies in like two days so i was just like <laughs> boom 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 but yeah, i uh, need to rewatch those i haven't watched like two to four in like a long last time yeah i've only been watching like the first scream i don't know like a few times mm-hmm. you know i don't know they're always a fun fun watch for me yeah for sure I finally got around to watching Godzilla versus Kong. And? Oh, man. What a fucking movie. Yeah, I really liked it too. Those fight scenes between Godzilla and King Kong, I was just like, wow, this is yeah. incredible. Yeah. And they, well, I don't want to, oh, fuck it. They team up at the end, and I was just like, this is so fucking sick. Yeah, it was great, man. It was awesome. I would, yeah, I would definitely watch that over and over and over again. Yeah, I was at Walmart the other day and I saw they had like the box set of Kong Skull Island, Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, and then this one. Oh, really? And I almost picked it up and I didn't. Now I wish I would have. But yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw that they just added on Crave as well the first like three original Godzilla movies. Yeah, they had, like the Godzilla, then I think Mothra versus Godzilla, and I think they have Mecha Godzilla. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind checking them out. Yeah. I've also uh, given myself a really big task for the upcoming little bit. I don't okay. know. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I'm going to. Uh, I want to rank all of the James Bond movies. Dude, legit. I was thinking that the other day. Really? Yeah. There's 26 of them, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's going to be a task. Um, yeah. But they're all, I think 20 of them are on Crave. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, there's a lot of them on Crave. Because um, they just added, like, the franchise collections and shit like that, and that's one of them. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I started watching Dr. No last night, which is the first one that was ever released. Right. So I'm going to watch them in order of release and then just go mm-hmm. through and rank them. But I mean, it's it's a pretty daunting task. It might that take is, me a while. That is. <laughs> so in the next few upcoming episodes, that's probably all I'm going to be talking about is fucking James Bond movies. 
Nice. Because I've never watched any of the old ones. Like I didn't start watching them until Pierce Brosnan came in. Yeah. Same as me. So I think it'll be fun. Yeah. And other than that, that's it. Nice. Now that we're 12 minutes in. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah. All right. Let's fucking hop into this. Like we said in the intro, we are talking about 1982's The Thing. Before we start, Brooke, what are you drinking? So, um, I know some of the listeners may be disappointed in me, and you as well, but I am going to be taking a break from beer for the next little bit. Oh, you pussy. Yeah. So, I am finishing off my uh, Maple Crown, and there's quite a bit left in it, so I just poured the whole thing in. So Nice. I mean, at least you're still drinking alcohol. Exactly, yeah. We just won't be hearing any cracks for a while. No. What about you? I'm drinking a Bud Light tonight. Hmm. Keeping it simple. They, uh, the LCBO didn't have Bush the other day whenever I went, so I got this. Oh, uh, okay. I gotta flip my phone over because I keep getting notifications. All right. Uh, the synopsis. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Yeah. What a terrifying concept. It really is. (laughs) These guys have no idea who's who. No. It's crazy. I, uh, as I was typing out my notes after I watched the movie, I was watching the special features. Yeah. And uh, there was like a making of section on the dvd and some of the stuff was pretty cool oh that'd have been cool to see like all the special effects and shit they didn't really show that like they showed some of the concept art that oh, okay. uh that rob botten had and whatnot and like kind of the story of how all these people came together yeah so i mean it was pretty cool i didn't end up finishing that segment just because we had to hop on and start oh, okay. recording but but uh yeah it was pretty interesting but anyways, like I said at the very beginning of this, uh, the movie is directed by John Carpenter, who is a household name in horror. Yep. Uh, so leading off his directing credits is Halloween, obviously. Uh, he did The Fog, Escape from New York, and Escape from L.A. They Live, Body Bags, Assault on Precinct 13, Christine, and Prince of Darkness, among many other writing credits and producer credits and a few other directing credits. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, this movie, like, it did not come out very well received. Like, Oh, really? It was a box office flop. Um, critics hated it. And then it wasn't until like the DVD re- or not DVD, obviously uh, the home release VHS <laughs> yeah. release um, that it started gaining like cult status. But uh, where was I going with this? 
I can't remember. Oh, John Carpenter was saying that this was his favorite movie of any of the movies that he's done. Oh, okay. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Especially considering how poorly it was received. Yeah. Uh, the cast list starting off is Kurt Russell, who plays McCready. Um, he was also in Escape from New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually just wrapped Escape from New York and then John Carpenter hopped on to do the thing. Like, oh, okay. directly after. Uh, Kurt Russell voiced Copper in The Fox and the Hound. Yep. Uh, he was in Big Trouble in Little China, Backdraft, Captain Ron, and Bone Tomahawk. Yes. Which is a movie that we did a long-ass time ago at this point. Yeah. Really doesn't feel that long ago. No, it doesn't. But it was like, fuck, like a year ago probably? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeesh. We've been going on this for almost two years. Crazy. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Uh, Next up is Mr. Diabetes himself, Wilford Brimley. I'm Wilford Brimley, and I have diabetes. (laughs) Uh, He played Dr. Blair. Uh, He has roles in Cocoon, Hard Target, the firm Ewoks, the battle for Endor, and the natural. I think his mustache probably played an Ewok. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, he sadly passed away last year, almost like exactly a year ago. I think he passed away August first of yeah. last year. Uh, next up is Keith David, who played Childs. Now this motherfucker has three hundred and thirty-nine acting credits. Well, um, by the time you wrote this down, he actually gained uh, four. <laughs> okay. He has 343, according to IMDb. What? Yeah. Man, I just did this uh, like an hour <laughs> ago. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I know he has a lot of stuff that's in post and pre-production, but come on. Yeah. That's insane. What the hell? Yeah, he has 19 upcoming projects. Yeah. Like, literally, man, I typed these notes an hour ago. That's hilarious. Oh, shit. Anyways, uh, he was in They Live, um, Armageddon, Rick and Morty, uh, Mass Effect. He voiced um, the Admiral. There we go. Uh, He was in Greenleaf, and he voiced Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, really? Yeah. That's sick. Uh, I know this is kind of like a shitty list for him, but like... 339 acting credits like i wasn't scrolling through the whole list so i just like went through yeah. quick and whatever He's been in a my lot eye. of shit yeah yeah it's insane like i don't know how people have time for that yeah uh next up is tk carter who played nulls and he is in the way back uh domino my favorite martian space jam and punky brewster punky brewster and I have three honorable mentions. Ooh, okay. The first one is Tom Waits, who played Windows. And his... I knew the guy looked familiar, and then I looked him up, and he played uh, Fox in The Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, he was uncredited in that movie for some reason. I don't know why. Really? Because Fox was, like, he was in it for a significant portion. Yeah. 
Uh, next, I have Adrian Barbo, who played the voice of the computer. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the one that uh, McCready is playing chess against mm-hmm. and then pours his drink out. And lastly is John Carpenter, who played a Norwegian in one of the videos that they're watching. Oh, like when there are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did not notice. I don't think they were close up enough for you to notice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I got. You have anyone? No, I don't know. Okay. That's a first. I know. <laughs> all right. Ready to talk about this movie? Yes, sir. Let's get into her. Uh, did you not think that the spaceship in the opening looked like the Millennium Falcon a little bit? It did a little bit until I saw like the because in that in that special feature that I was watching the woman who made it like she had the model in front of her and it's literally just a circular UFO. Oh, okay. But yeah, it did kind of portray it a little bit. Yeah, that's what I I thought. Gave me vibes of it. Uh (laughs) There was one hundred and forty four lights on that thing. Really? Yeah. And it was literally like the size of like a dinner plate. Yeah. A little bit bigger, but. Yeah. I don't know what it is about aliens and crashing into the coldest place on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Happens in a lot of movies. It does. It does. And then they just get stuck there. And then, you know. Maybe that's why, though, because like normally there's nobody there, really. Yeah. Like it's the well nobody i don't think anybody lives in antarctica it's all just like research people that go there yeah but it wouldn't make sense for this movie though no that's yeah that's true because the alien needs uh like a body to yeah Yeah. which i want to talk about in a few minutes here um also have a little uh bone to to pick with you dogs yeah (laughs) (laughs) if if i was fucking uh al pacino in the godfather i'd be giving you the kiss of death right now (laughs) there's like fucking eight dogs that get killed in this movie i was not ready for it i was i was the fucking caretaker of the dogs in this movie like he just loved his fucking dogs. I know, I know. And you fucking put me through this. I'm sorry. The fucking but, one dog gets like shot in the fucking chest. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what about that Norwegian at the beginning, though? Like, that guy has the worst shot on the face of the earth. Oh, dude, he cannot hit the dog at all. They're literally flying right over the dog, like 10 feet yeah. in the air. And they even like come back around and they're like right there. And yeah. The whole time this is happening, like if this is the first time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, would you just give up already? Like you're or like crash your helicopter into the dog if you want to kill it that bad. Yeah, because I mean, that's probably the only way you're going to hit it. Yeah. And then whenever they do get to the Americans, I'm guessing they're Americans um, Mm -hmm. base, they don't even really fucking say anything. Mm -hmm. They just start trying to shoot the dog. Yeah. And the one guy that pulls a fucking grenade and throws it backwards. Oh my god, man. It I blows laugh. the other guy up in the helicopter. It's like, what a fucking idiot. I laughed so hard at that part. I was like, well, like, how does that even happen? Yeah. Like, 
Hunter, our one-year-old, he'll try and throw shit, and sometimes he lets it go behind his head, so it yeah. flies backwards, and like that's all I could picture with this. That's like, literally what happened. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> threw a grenade backwards. Yeah. Oh man, but uh, yeah, like the Norwegian guy didn't even seem like he tried telling them like what he was doing. He just fucking shot at the dog, hit one of the guys. I forget what is which one it was. Yeah. And then uh, Gary just like knocked out the window and lets all the fucking cold air in (laughs) and uh, just shoots the guy. Yeah. And they have like no idea why, you know, they're going after this dog or trying to kill it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He shoot Bennings shot. That's who it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, But, uh, but yeah, like this, this movie could have been done in 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> realistically yeah like if i was them i would have just i don't know like after you find out what the thing is like just fucking do the blood test and then take all the people who aren't infected onto the helicopter and get the fuck out of there but they don't know who's not infected that's part of the problem yeah i know but they should do the blood test yeah and then do that because they even say that like the dog it it attached to the dog because the dog was the only thing that could make it across the cold like that Mm -hmm. so if the alien is like a human then he's just going to be stuck in the fucking antarctica forever (laughs) (laughs) it's weird how like smart this alien is like how does it know that the dog is going to be able to make it across yeah that's true like where'd the dog come from? Was it one of their dogs, like the Americans' dogs? I think yeah. it was one of the Nor. It was one of the Norwegians, wasn't it? No, actually, I don't. The way that it reacts whenever it gets to the American base, though, like it hops up on the one guy, right? So I'm wondering if it's one of their dogs, and what it just escaped, maybe. I don't know. These dogs are crafty, man. We saw one fucking picking apart a chain link fence at one point. Yeah, like what the fuck was that? That was like <laughs> not realistic at all. This dog had bolt cutters for teeth. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, so yeah, we kind of, they blew up like their own helicopter and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, so then McCready and another, I think, doctor, is it Dr. Blair that goes with them? Uh, I believe, no, Copper. Okay, goes with them to the uh, the Norwegian base, mm-hmm. and uh, McCready keeps calling them Swedes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find like all destroyed. Uh, they find like this ice coffin, which like how can they? How did they transport that out of the fucking snow? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think the the UFO crashed and then the alien tried to make it off the ship and then got stuck, buried away from it? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, the thing that came out in 2011 is a prequel to this movie. And I know I've seen it, but I am yeah. i don't remember any of it. But I'm wondering if they explain a little bit more of that in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Same with you. I've, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it, but I don't remember anything from it. Yeah. I remember not liking uh, it very much. Yeah. Me either. Yeah, but yeah, this movie is just like unanswered question after unanswered question. But then it's not because 
the one scene like it's so ridiculous but <laughs> it's so funny because like after dr blair is like doing his research and stuff he's like there's one scene where he's in his little office mm-hmm. and like this computer is just like telling him everything that like they need to know like um like uh 75 of the crew could be infected yeah and then it has like the like the percentage of what it is to take over the world like i don't know it's like how the fuck does this computer know this shit like this is like 82 so obviously you know it's not that far advanced yet mm-hmm. but that's what i mean like it's still an unanswered question like like with in that regard like how the fuck does this computer know all this stuff and like this is this is an alien like we don't have like this isn't a disease or excuse me something like that where we have information on it and like how it spreads and all this stuff so how does this computer know anything about this alien that is absolutely foreign to earth yeah yeah like before that uh you find out a bit all that percentages and shit like that Mm -hmm. the uh I forget who it is. Is it one of the Norwegian guys that like gets two heads like out of his body? Like the alien like has like two heads and then they end up like killing it. And they bring it back to like research it. Yeah. 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 And then like they find out that it's like all human organs. Mm-hmm. This is really kind of like where Dr. Uh, Blair is kind of like piecing stuff together a bit. Yeah. And then this is the, uh, massacre of the fucking dogs uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dog goes in the kennel with the other dogs and uh um then like the dogs start going crazy this fucking dog's like mouth fucking opens up and man it's just fucking nuts yeah like the shit they did in this movie like the special effects is like unlike any other movie i've seen mm-hmm. yeah it's wild especially for its time like yeah Rob Botton did a crazy job. And like yeah. at the end of this, I have a few things that I want to say, but I'm going to keep it for that. But it's really hard for me to bite my tongue on some of the stuff because we're talking about it right now. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. So like the, I think the, I forget what the dogs kind of like um, uh, owner, whatever his uh, name is, but Clark. he, Oh, it is Clark. Okay. Yeah. So he comes back and sees like the dogs and he goes and I think he gets a gun or something like that. And then like uh, McCready hears the dogs yelping and like screaming and stuff. He goes out like everyone comes and he tells uh child to go get the flamethrower. And it's pretty bad. They have a fucking flamethrower on here. That's another question. Why do they have all these flamethrowers? in Antarctica? Like, what did you like your research team? What are you researching that you need like five flamethrowers? I mean, they probably need to melt snow and stuff like that. And like, ice, uh, right? yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the dog a little bit more, like give it like a little bit more of like a visual for our listeners. Like in case there's okay. anybody that haven't, hasn't watched this movie, you're crazy. First of all, but, yeah. uh, yeah, like you said, like its head kind of opens up, but it, like it almost flowers <laughs> out. Yeah. Like, it, like the, uh, strangers, Yes, like the Demogorgon. Yeah. Um. So it kind of does that. And then it grows like these crab legs out of its body. Yeah. And these tentacles like start flopping around and flying everywhere and like grabbing other dogs and shit like that. Yeah. And then the one dog that I mentioned before that's literally using its teeth to bite through a chain link fence. Yeah. 
it like sprays this liquid on the dog. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. I don't know either. Like it looked like it was pissing on it. Mm-hmm. But it like I don't know if it fits like acid, but like the dog didn't like start burning up or anything like that. So I don't know what the point of it is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean this whole scene, like this is the first big instance of like a transformation that we see in the movie. Yeah. And it's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Um I found that Dr. Blair knew like the whole movie pretty much of like everything, but he's still like, like he didn't tell anyone or like he just wanted to keep this thing around. Like, I feel like he was like kind of like on the alien side. Like I kind of felt like he was maybe infected or like one of the aliens. They all like, they definitely allude to that, that he is infected. Yeah. But at the same time, like if he's a research doctor, like this could be like a big find for him. That's right? true. Like this would put him on the map and like yeah. big time. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's kind of where his mindset went, where he like doesn't want them all to kill this thing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like completely burn it up. Like he wants to be able to research it and do tests on it and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, if you're a doctor, like, he's, he was, like, what, maybe 50 in the movie, we'll say? Yeah. So let's just say he's been a doctor for, like, 25 years. And he's been mm-hmm. doing all this research, and he's on this expedition to the to Antarctica mm-hmm. to research whatever it is that they're researching. Like, he's worked his whole life for something this huge. Yeah. Like, this, this would be a life-changing discovery for him. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's crazy, but at the same time, you can kind of understand yeah where he's coming from yeah so yeah this thing like grows like i don't know six seven feet mm-hmm. and then does it get away through the ceiling or do they burn it before uh they burn it because i know they burn it and i think later like dr blair says yeah you burned it but it doesn't need like all of its form like it just needs a few cells mm-hmm. and to, we uh yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Finish. Oh, Sorry. yeah. Like what you were going to say, like it doesn't need all of its cells. Like I think there's one scene near the end during the blood test, whenever they drop some blood and like the blood starts like moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like there's multiple instances throughout the whole movie where like this one where a piece of itself falls off, like because they do burn it. But then, like you said, a piece of it goes up into the ceiling. Yeah. And there's another scene later on that we're going to talk about where like another piece of it comes off and it just like kind of scurries around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like you said at the end too, with the blood and then mm-hmm. there's another scene, like at the very end where it's just a piece of it and it like kind of grows into something even yeah. bigger. Yeah. So yeah, this alien is like, you got to think like it's unbeatable without yeah. completely obliterating everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking um, the guy takes uh, McCready out to the Theo kill, like the little like snowplow thing. Um, what's his name? I don't remember. Uh, Fuchs. Oh right, yeah. Um, and uh, it's pretty much like he steals Doctor Blair's like research, one of his books, mm-hmm. and this is where he tells McCready that uh, like Doctor Blair knows like what this thing is and he won't 
like he won't burn it. Mm-hmm. So then they run back in, um, or they're about to come back in, and then Windows is like cleaning out. They're cleaning out McCready's room, which I think is like the only room that can be locked. I think maybe that's why it, they're keeping it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and uh, uh, Bennings are in there, and uh, Bennings the ones that got shot, like you said before. Yeah, and then. Um, <clears throat> Windows like comes back, comes back in and he sees Benning's like sitting in a chair and is like wrapped up with this fucking tentacle shit. And like, he's getting fucked up right mm-hmm. now. Um, so did the alien come in there through the ceiling or can it like imitate multiple people at once? Like, can it, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, can it be multiple beings at once? I'm going to say yes, that it can be because mm-hmm. like we just had the conversation of how like it can like break off into pieces. Yeah. Right. So like, that's my theory is that it can like, I don't know, like somehow like detach parts of its form to go right. and infect multiple people. Yeah. So yeah, Wendy, our uh, windows comes, leaves to go with them, comes back and uh, Benning's is gone. Mm-hmm. He's nowhere to be seen. And then I'm not sure why I forget who says it. Uh, someone says to watch, watch out for Clark. So I'm not sure what they were hinting at. Like maybe they thought that he was the alien. Yeah. I think it's just like paranoia setting in at this point. Like nobody can be trusted. Like if anybody acts like even remotely weird, then they're just automatically thinking, that they're infected by this thing. And then like, excuse me, when Blair like loses his mind, like how you mentioned before. Yeah. Like they end up locking him up and assume that he's infected by it. Yeah. Um, So at this part, windows kind of goes nuts. He like runs and tries to get a gun. I don't know what he was going to do, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. they all get him, And then someone mentions the blood test. Um, And then they say that Fuchs missing. And they need a new leader because Dr. Blair is kind of crazy. So they, I forget who they, Palmer maybe, I think to be the new leader maybe. But then he says, no, I don't want to do it. So they make uh, McCready the. uh... Well, no, because. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, The camp leader is Gary, who's like that that tall guy. And like they. What? Yeah, the older older guy. Yeah, and they think like because he's pointing a gun at uh at windows uh, at windows. Yeah, because windows goes and grab tries to grab one of the rifles. But anyways, that's when they like try and get a new leader of the crew, and Child says that he's going to. Oh right. And they're like, "There's no fucking way we're letting you. Like, we need somebody who's more mentally stable than you." And that's when Mac like takes the gun. And uh, and kind of just sort of takes over. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, like, you kind of have a feeling that he's sort of a leader in that group anyways. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. the one that's level-headed throughout the whole thing, and he just has that sort of persona. Yeah, yeah. And I think after this um, is whenever Blair starts going nuts. Like, he starts destroying everything. He, like... Um, it's like breaking all the computers, and then I think they're 
like outside the the, the room and uh i think child says like oh blair got to the the like chopper and the uh whatever the other thing was so they sent child's outside to go see if he uh destroyed both things and i think he pretty much did right yeah yeah he did so they end up pretty much like tackling blair and uh they lock him in like this kind of like shed outside mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and then this is it this scene yeah this next scene is probably like one of the most iconic ones i think from this movie yeah definitely um who's the one that's getting the surgery done on it may have been bennings no it's norris uh, okay norris and the thing comes out of his chest yeah because yeah, yeah yeah the doctor goes to like cut open his stomach or something like that and his fucking stomach just opens up like yeah some out of fucking Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> like a fucking massive teeth and just like chomps down, fucking bites his pretty much like his hands off. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good comparison. It's like a Beetlejuice monster. Yeah. Cause that's what I thought, yeah, that one for sure. And then the one that we see at the very end is very much a resemblance yeah. of it. And then you get like iconic, the fucking long ass head. Mm-hmm. That like pops up and it's fucking creepy. It is creepy. And it looks like uh Norris. It does. Yeah. Uh, it's like the shapeshifter is starting, yeah. like already starting to kind of transform into him. Yeah. Yeah. And then they uh I think they come in, I think Childs blow torches it or something like that. Yeah. But then this scene, like the head falls off mm-hmm. and just like starts to like crawl away slowly. Yeah. It's like, how does fucking no one see that? I know. <laughs> it's kind of comical. Like, it's like, you can't see me. You can't see me. Just like yeah. kind of sneaking around. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned before, it fucking grows the legs mm-hmm. and just fucking scurries off. Well, then um, they, they burn it, too. The head, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Maybe not. It might not be, like, right this second, but... um. I'm pretty sure it's McCready. He sees it mm-hmm. and then burns it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fucking going on in this movie, though. There is. Um, so another little thing that happens. Uh, Mac goes outside, I think, with Clark, maybe. Um, I forget where they go outside for, but... Uh, then the other, I think it's Clark or whoever he goes out with, like comes back in and says that he had to cut Mac loose because he thought that Mac, he found Mac's, oh, it's Nulls. Mm. Nulls goes out with him. Yeah. And uh, he finds Mac's name tag that's like ripped off his, uh, his clothing. Yeah. And it mentions before that whenever the alien takes over, he can like burst through the clothes and like rip off stuff yeah so at this point like null and everyone thinks that mac is um the alien Mm -hmm. so they'll like lock up and then they open the door and mac's just in there with a fucking uh, flamethrower yeah and uh like a piece of dynamite Mm -hmm. and he's pretty much saying like hey don't fucking come near me or i'll blow this place up and 
the two guys are like, oh, this is bullshit. Then Charles is like, hey, I'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is where they do the uh, the blood test. Yeah. And everybody's all tied up because like yeah. nobody can trust anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I do like the kind of like back and forth between Mac and Childs. Like I yeah. think at one point Mac like has the flamethrower to him or something. And then like Charles is just like, well then kill me or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the fucking blood test is intense. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they have everyone tied up um, except for Mac, but uh, they got like windows, Nalls, Gary, uh, Childs, and who's is it bennings uh copper copper but like they even have clark tied up too and he's dead (laughs) oh yeah yeah he's on the um the the table there Mm -hmm. yeah because copper's dead right or is copper the one that's alive copper's the one that's alive okay because there's two dead guys on the uh the table there's clark and um there's another guy there yeah because i'm like copper's a He's a doctor as well. Right. But I'm pretty sure he's the one that says to uh, whoever's giving him the needle. It's not McCready. It's uh, Windows. Is it Windows that's trying to give it to him? Yeah. And Copper's like, let me do it myself. And he's like, you'll break, you'll break the needle off my arm. Oh, right. And then right. Windows is like, no, I got it. Like, it's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they go through um, Windows... And then they do. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. Copper is dead. Who's the one that says that to him? I don't know. Might be Gary. No, because Gary's the leader or he was the leader. I don't fucking know. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> there's too many a... people in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's one guy at the end. I forget who it is, but they do him first. And immediately, like, Basically, Mac is has this like copper wire, and he's like make making it hot with the flamethrower, and then he like mm-hmm. touches the blood, and um, yeah, so he touches this, and like the alien like immediately fucking jumps up, and then like this is where he drops the blood, and you see like the blood like kind of moving on the floor, mm-hmm. and then um, oh, they do windows first, and then they do his, and uh, windows is fine. But they do his, and then the fucking like alien, like his head, like opens up. Yeah. And uh, Mac can't flamethrow him because his flamethrower is not working. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck Windows is doing, but <laughs> he just like goes right up to him, and the alien just grabs him and fucking picks him up and chomps his head a yeah. bunch. <laughs> and then like tosses him, and it's like, oh shit. Um, how do they end up killing the alien? Do they just like burn it? I forget. Um, like at the very end, do you mean? Um, or just no? At this scene. point, like yeah, he just flame like uses a fl- oh, okay. He uses another flamethrower. Oh, okay. Um, and meanwhile, like while this is happening, Gary and Charlie are like tied up behind beside him, and they're <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um. So yeah, they do. Uh, who do they test next? Oh, they test Childs, and then he, you know, nothing happens to him. 
and immediately or no they do Nulls is there too yeah there's way too many fucking people on this like there's <laughs> mccready childs gary and Nulls are the f- four left over right now okay so yeah they do Nulls. he's fine he gets left flamethrower too and then they do childs he's fine then immediately he's like all right get me the fuck out of here on time <laughs> before they uh they test gary yeah but uh, they test gary and he's fine as well so at this point like they test everyone they're all fine like just i guess they can't leave because a chop chopper is blown up but. yeah blair blew everything up he blew up the chopper and he blew up the communication system that they have right so like they're literally trapped there so they're kind of fucked yeah regardless of whether they get infected or not yeah yeah um so yeah now they uh go out to see blair in the little shed um he's not there and they find this kind of like underground tunnel that I'm guessing was already built unless he was maybe an alien like the whole time. And he was just doing this underneath it like secretly. Yeah. Cause he's building like a small spacecraft. Yeah. Which is wild. Like there's no way he did that in the short amount of time that he was trapped in that. No, shit. no, he must've, I don't know. He must've been doing it the whole time. Yeah. Like while they were there researching or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, they're pretty much like blowing up the whole place. Um, and then they get down into the bottom and uh, the aliens there. Um, I forget. Is it Blair that's infected with the alien? Yeah. Right. Um, Gary's kill was fucking nasty. When he just like fucking put his fingers like in his face. Oh yeah. But it like wasn't in his mouth. It was like when, under his skin. Yeah, it was really fucking. And then weird. you see him like in the background just dragging his fucking face and it's all like stretchy. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Yeah, it was it was a weird scene, but it was effective for sure. Yeah. Um I think I was typing on notes, but I didn't see how did Nulls die? Uh he just disappears. Like he's oh, okay, just, he did just disappear because yeah. I was like, because like at the end, um, because like the alien, well, you want to describe the alien at the end, I think, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, so this is Blair, mm-hmm. and it like <clears throat> it does its whole like tentacle thing again, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like under the ground, and it's really big. Like this one seems huge. Like the- yeah. Normally, like all the tentacles that we saw before were like little small, like shoestring type tentacles. Yeah. And this one's like a fucking like Cthulhu type uh, tentacle. Yeah. It comes up out of the ground and it knocks away like the detonator for the TNT that uh, McCready was setting up and everything like that. And it knocks him out of the way as well. Yeah. And it comes up out of the ground and it's like, it's, I don't know, it's like a humanoid sort of thing, but it's got like this weird ass, like long beak tight mouth coming out of the side of its head and it's all like teeth like you said before like it literally looks like a creature coming out of a beetlejuice movie yeah. like it's i don't know it's so hard to describe this one because it kind of it seemed like it had um like everybody's kind of look from it yeah like it kind of had like the dogs in it still it had you mm-hmm. know other people in it and this um I'm going to bring back the the fucking special feature that I watched earlier too. And this was one of the things that 
uh, Rob Botton had wanted to do. Um, he wanted this alien thing to take different parts of the beings that it's already um, imitated yeah, and use it like sort of as like a final form. <clears throat> right. So it's interesting that you just brought that up because that was like a big part of his goal in cr- creating this creature design. Okay. So like you, like you said, we see the dog, we see like all the different parts of the other humans and whatnot, that, but like everything that it's taken the form of it kind of, I don't know, like has a piece of it. Yeah. So yeah, they end up like Mac pretty much ends up blowing it up. Yeah. Um, and so Mac and Shark Mac gets up there first and he, I don't think, does he have the flamethrower with him? He just has like a piece of dynamite. I forget, uh, but he has like a whiskey bottle in his hand and he's like up there and then Childs comes out with a flamethrower and they're like kind of going back and forth. Like they, they want to kill each other, but like they don't like, they don't trust each other, but they mm-hmm. kind of have to. Yeah. So I kind of did like this ending where they're like, so like what happens now? Like, well, I mean, we could both be infected being alien or we could, you know, both be fine, but there's not much we can do. We're going to die no matter what. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, McCready is just like, well, we might as well just sit here for a little while. And yeah. Like, that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to add or bring I up? I don't think so. Cool. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. Blood and goop and yep. other weird bodily excrements. Well, I know you enjoyed this movie. And I'm kind of thinking that, I don't know. I thought you really enjoyed this one, but I don't know how to tell from that. <laughs> <laughs> guess we'll just have to wait and see i guess so all right do you you want me to go first do you want to go first i want you to go first all right i gave my story a six out of ten okay i said uh a review i read online mentioned that this movie is a study of masculinity in crisis and i honestly can't think of a better way to describe it uh, it's an all-male cast, save for Adrian Barbo's voice as a computer. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the movie is trying to take control of the situation. Meanwhile, no one really knows what the fuck is going on. Uh, there's a ton of good tension throughout the movie, not only because of the creature taking over bodies and not knowing who's human anymore, um, but also because of like what I just mentioned. Like there, There's like the tension with the alien, but then there's also tension among e- each other of like who's going to take control of all of this. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of this movie is man versus man versus shape-shifting alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a strong sense of claustrophobia without them actually being in a super confined space because of how much... <laughs> Drop your lid. I did. Uh, where was I? Strong Sorry. sense... That's okay. <laughs> there's a strong sense of claustrophobia without them actually being in a super confined space because of how much tension there is and knowing that they can't just escape anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of times where it slows down and the characters make some super questionable choices, but all in all, this movie is a classic and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, my quality, I gave it a seven out of 10. Actually, no, my quality, I gave an eight out of 10. <laughs> uh, 
in its time, this movie must have fucked with people like majorly. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, this is a strong contestant in the body horror classics and the practical effects were off the charts. Rob Barton or sorry, Rob Botton, who was the special effects artist, was only 22 years old when he worked on this movie. Yeah. And he absolutely killed it. Uh, I watched the special features while typing this and Carpenter even said himself that there were times that he didn't think Rob could pull off what he had drawn up, but he ended up nailing all of it. The actors in this are mostly all A-list guys and everyone really ramped up the tension and what I mentioned in my story rating. That was a weird sentence. (laughs) Uh, The score was a weird one for me. I liked it at some points and at other points it just sounded like an old video game soundtrack and felt like it didn't fit with the overall tone of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, story six out of 10 quality eight out of 10. Nice. Nice. What about you? So for my story, I gave it an eight out of 10. Um, I said it's one of Carpenter's best, if not the best for me. Uh, What a ride this one is. With so many characters in this one, he still manages to develop most of them, and you pretty much know every single person. Uh, now, I say that like as I'm watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I think like watching it, you like seeing their face mm-hmm. and like who they are in the movie, you know their name. But as we know, like going back and talking <laughs> about it was uh, hard to keep up. Yeah. Um. It was an intense movie with a sort of like whodunit vibe, like kind of like mm-hmm. Clue a little bit. Yeah. You know? um, I thought the writing was fantastic and some great performances from everyone. Uh, some questionable things with the plot, but not a huge deal. And for quality, I gave a 9 out of 10. Okay. Uh, this movie is fantastic. What more about this can I say that hasn't already been said? The effects are unreal. Some of the best I've ever seen. Uh, the score is just amazing. Okay. Yeah, so 8 out of 10 and 9 out of 10. Cool, cool. I'm going to put your score comment in my back pocket for later on. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You'll see why. All right. <clears throat> All right. You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The Critics' Consensus. Grimmer and more terrifying than the 1950s take, John Carpenter's The Thing is a tense sci-fi thriller rife with compelling tension and some remarkable makeup effects. So going off that, what do you think the critics scored it? Uh, I'll say an 85%. Oh, you're so close. It was 86%. Shit. On 69 ratings and a average score of 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Oh, excuse me. Jesus, this Bud Light is making me burp like a maniac. <laughs> uh, the audience scored at a 92% on 100,000 plus ratings and an average score of 4.3 out of 5. Nice. So it's kind of weird seeing that contrast like from what I said at the start where it wasn't well received. Mm-hmm. whenever it first came out to seeing these scores now yeah like you don't see box office flops getting 86 percent and 92 percent really no, not at all so it's i don't know it's interesting like when these scores would have came out like i'm sure a lot of them are fairly more yeah. modern mm-hmm. i don't think we have any from the 80s on here but i mean yeah it's just kind of cool to see all right you ready for the scare rating scare section 
<laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what did you give for a scare rating? So I gave it a 7 out of 10. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, I just said, man, the creature effects in this is scary as fuck, and some kills are wild. Yeah. Like, some of those fucking designs were creepy. Like, there was one where it's like, it's someone's face, but it's like, their mouth is like, all like, fucked up, and their eyeball like, looks like they're like, scared as fuck. I don't know. Yeah. It was, ugh. <laughs> it is terrifying. Uh, my scary scene, I may be surprised what I actually said when they do the blood test. Um, okay. I just like hate slow cutting like that. Okay. Like when they cut their like their finger is mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it may seem stupid, but oh. just like it's cringy as fuck. Yeah. I hate it. I get it. You can just like feel it. Yeah. So I want that scene. And what I survive, I said, um, if I got to the chopper before Blair did, then yes, I would just fly the hell out of there. <laughs> but if not, then I'd be fucked as everyone else. Get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah. All what right. about you? Uh, my scare rating, I gave it a four out of ten. Oh, okay. I said the creature designs were incredibly messed up and gross, and although I did love them, they were a little too over the top to be overly scary. Hmm. Um, but the idea of being trapped in Antarctica with that thing and not knowing if your friends are actually who you think they are is scary enough. Yeah. The scariest scene, I said the dog morphing scene has always been a favorite of mine and still holds up to this day. Uh, just like, I don't know. You don't really see it coming. Like no. you, you don't expect a dog to morph into this fucking Demogorgon type thing. Yeah, exactly. And would I survive? I said, absolutely, because you wouldn't catch me dead in Antarctica. I hate, <laughs> I hate Canadian winters 95% of the time, so I would not be going there. Wow. But if I was there, yeah, I'm probably dead. Because <laughs> I don't like, I don't know. I like to think I'd be like Blair and just be like, whoa, this thing's fucking cool. I'm going to poke it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be that dumbass. All right. We are not doing trivia for this episode no. because we actually, for the first time in our lives, have. Uh, our whole month of September planned out. Yeah. Um, by the time this episode drops, we will probably have already posted the schedule for September. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So in replace of that, I'm bringing back some of our fun facts. Oh, fun facts with Mark. Seb Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh. All right. Um, the first one I have. I've already said it, but John Carpenter has stated that of all of his films, this is his personal favorite. Um, you kind of surprised me whenever you said that too. What? That this was probably your favorite movie of his. Uh, yeah, I've never seen a few of his. Like I've never seen The Fog. I've never seen They Live. Um, I don't care about those ones. Wow. There's there's one that I'm. Halloween. Yeah. You know I'm not a, that big of a fan of it anyway. That's true. That is true, actually. <laughs> Never mind. Fair enough. We covered it with Josh. We did. You're right. That was almost a year ago, too, so holy fuck. Yeah. Wild. All right. 
Uh, to give the illusion of icy Antarctic conditions, interior sets on the Los Angeles sound stages were refrigerated down to 40 degrees Fahrenheit while it was well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit outside. So but the fact that this is all done on a soundstage blows my mind. All of it? Like, what the fucking outdoor scenes? I I don't know. I didn't look that far into it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But I mean, yeah, like this was obviously partially filmed in L.A. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the film's budget, which was $15 million, was substantially larger than the average horror films of its time. Friday the 13th from 1980 had a cost of a mere $700,000, while John Carpenter's original Halloween from 1978 had a paltry uh, $375,000. Mm-hmm. So wow. this movie was like to the fucking moon on a budget for back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one was really cool, and they also describe it in the special feature thing that I watched. Uh, the opening title attempts to rip replicate the appearance of the original Howard Hawks film to Mm. create the effect of the title an animation cell with the thing written on it was placed behind a smoke filled fish tank, which was covered with a plastic garbage bag. The bag was ignited, creating the effect of the title burning onto the screen. That's really cool. And if you go back and watch it, like you can actually see flames, which I didn't notice until I was watching that special feature. I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, you can see that it's fire. That is really cool. Yeah. Oh, Sarah and the kids at home, Brady's not going to know that. Oh, shit. Um, this is the first of John Carpenter's films, which he did not score himself. This is the why I said I was putting that comment in my back pocket. Uh, the film's original choice of composer was Jerry Goldsmith, but he passed and Ennio Morricone uh, composed a very low-key Carpenter-like score filled with brooding, menacing bass chords. Morricone's score would be dubiously nominated for a Razzie Award for the worst score. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and they had La- Razzies way back then? I guess so. I don't know. I didn't know that. I thought it was like a more recent thing. Maybe it is more recent for, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the exact award is. Maybe it's the worst score of all time. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, and then in The Hateful Eight, uh, Ennio Marcone did the score for that movie and he used bits and pieces of the score from this one. Uh, and he actually won an Emmy for, or uh, not an Emmy. Would it be an Emmy? He won an award for that score anyways in The Hateful Eight. Uh, okay. Which Grammy. He, would it be a Grammy? Because Emmy is the... Uh, That's a daytime yeah, TV. TV. Okay. I don't think it was a Grammy. I don't know. Maybe it was an Oscar. Who knows? I don't fucking know. But he won an award regardless for it. Uh, And lastly, I have in the DVD commentary, John Carpenter said Wilford Brinley was the only cast member not made squeamish by the autopsy scene where real animal organs were used. Hmm. I thought that was cool that they used real organs. Still there? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was reading something. Continue on. I'm done. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Pay attention to me, motherfucker. Uh, So... The Razzie Awards 
for 1983 were actually the third annual. Oh, really? And um, for worst musical score, uh, Ennio Morricone, the guy you just mentioned, actually yeah. had two nominations. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And according to um, uh, Wikipedia, he didn't win that Razzie. He was just nominated, I think. Oh, okay. But, oh, yeah. It's it does say that he was dubiously nominated for a Razzie. Yeah. Award. So he got uh, two nominees, and Where's actually, John John Williams is on here too. Really? Yeah. What was the other movie that he got nominated? Uh, a movie for? called Butterfly. Oh, never heard of it. And actually, got multiple nominations for that movie. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I mean, good for him for not just like fucking calling it a day <laughs> yeah i got exactly. two razzie nominations okay i'm done yeah fuck this shit crazy yeah but yeah that's that's all i got all right well, oh i mean do we want to tell them our first movie we're doing uh what is yes so i guess we can do that all right um yeah so our next episode which will be released the first week of september will be on aliens yes do we want to just say like what the whole month is going to be i mean may as well yeah may as well all right so the whole month of september we are doing sequels to movies that we've already talked about on this podcast yeah the first one is going to be aliens which is obviously a sequel to alien uh and then you guys can wait and see the post that's going to be on instagram for the rest of the schedule yeah. Because I don't remember which movies are coming out which week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun month, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. And then October. And then October. Man, it's so crazy. Like, where's this year gone? I don't know, man. It's nuts. Like, wow. Summer's almost over. Yeah. It's almost Halloween. It's fucking wild. Craziness. Craziness. Anywho. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to find us on social media, you can find us on a podcast on Elms at a podcast on Elm Street. Uh, I swear I've only had one beer, man. I don't know what's wrong with me today. It's the Bud Light, man. Yeah, it's getting to me, that 4%. <laughs> uh, you can find us on any social media at a podcast on Elm Street. Uh, if you look, click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch lined up. Uh, we also have a link to our patreon account if you guys wish to uh support the podcast that way mm-hmm. uh there's also links to our discord server our twitch channel and anywhere that you can listen to us yes and yeah feel free to slide into those dms we are definitely talking about getting a lot of guest spots in the next little bit yeah um, we're working hard on getting some people but uh yeah we're always open to collaborations. so feel free to shoot us a message yeah yeah. All right. Well, All right. I think that's it, guys. Yes, Talk sir. to you next week. See you guys later.